While it was still dark, God dreamed of wondrous things. And He took a deep breath over the dark, formless void and cried out, Let there be light. And there was light. And it was good. And God kept breathing. God kept playing. God kept creating until His breath stirred up the dirt, making something, or rather someone, special. Molding them and shaping them in God's image and likeness. They weren't perfect, but free and fragile and oh so good. For without their vulnerability, there would be no other way for him, them to love Him back. But soon like every parent and every lover, God felt the agony of heartbreak. Soon these beloved ones turned His dream into a nightmare. Soon they failed to see each other and the world with eyes of wonder like He did. They saw each other as nuisances and obstacles and accidents and objects. They took what wasn't theirs and they killed each other and they violated the sanctity of their Creator's masterpiece. God knew this would happen. He knew that to give someone else the space to be would mean to suffer. When He dreamed up humans, He knew that to love them and to be loved by them would be to suffer. And He was willing to endure every bit of the pain to be with them. God's dream was too big, too beautiful, too eternal to ever be lost. There were times when it seemed to fade away in the bondage of Egypt and in the failure of monarchy and in the abandonment of exile, but again and again, God showed up. While it was still dark, God never stopped breathing and speaking and making His dream into the world. God was always cradling the small flame that flickered. God was always tenderly blowing on the near-dead embers and the light kept shining even when it wasn't seen. And while it was still dark, God's dream, the dream that started it all, took on a bold new form. God put everything He had into this work of art. A young woman was overshadowed by the Holy Spirit and she courageously breathed in and out until flesh was wrapped around God's very self within her. And it was said of Bethlehem, the place where she gave birth, in thy dark street shineth the everlasting light. The true light which enlightens everyone came into the world on that holy night. In Jesus, God's dream became flesh and lived among them. He was the dream, but also invited them into the dream. He invited them to come and see a way and a truth and a life that offered deliverance from the nightmare of isolation, from the nightmare of separation from God and neighbor and true self. And those who dared to dream along with Him saw His glory, the glory as of a Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. Mary Magdalene saw this glory. She believed that this darkness could not overcome His light. Because when the sun sank low in the sky and all of the other disciples had run away thinking their dreams had died, there she was. There she was 
at the cross. She watched him writhe in pain. She heard him say goodbye to his mother and his best friend. She saw him gasp until he said, It is finished. She saw him give up his spirit. While it was still dark, she stayed by his side. Standing beside his mother and holding vigil with his Father in heaven. When Jesus breathed his last, the Creator screamed and cried and flipped over his pottery wheel and threw clay against the wall. He weeped and wailed just as violently as Mary and John did below. He felt within himself the unspeakable pain of a father losing a son and a son losing a father at the same time. He felt within himself the agony of being rejected by the ones he created. The agony of dying a cruel and torturous human death and that human feeling of being abandoned by God. But this did not make God angry or vengeful. In some wondrously divine alchemy, the breaking open of God's heart only made His love more intense. It only made His dream, His light shine brighter. Or so it seems with us. For God had not really changed. The dream that had seemed to die so many times before, only to rise again, would never stay dead. Rebirth was baked into its DNA. While it was still dark, underneath the soil, the bulb was breaking open. The green shoots were getting ready to push through the soil. The blossom was waiting to explode with beauty and fragrance. While it was still dark, the cold nighttime earth was spinning closer to the sun, ready to paint the sky with pink and orange and gold. And while it was still dark, Mary started walking. With each step, Jesus' words haunted her. Where I am going, you cannot come. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in Me. In My Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to Myself, so that where I am, there you may be also, and you know the way to the place where I am going. Mary did not know where she was going, but with each step she came closer to the place where His body was laid. With each step, her tears fell like breadcrumbs marking the way to a future she couldn't imagine held anything but grief. And when she got to the tomb, her heart she thought couldn't break anymore broke again. She fell to her knees. It was like she had lost him all over again. He was gone. Her last goodbye had been taken away. She couldn't bear to face this alone. She ran as fast as she could to get Peter and John crying out, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb and we do not know where they have laid Him. But almost as soon as they had arrived at the tomb, they were gone. Peter, in one continuous action, jumped into the tomb and pointed at the grave clothes and the head wrappings all neatly folded and jumped out with a goofy grin on his face. John stepped into the tomb after him 
and slowly took it all in. His eyes getting bigger, shaking his head, saying, I knew it. I knew it. I don't know what it looks like or where he is, but Jesus is alive. Peter and John begged Mary to walk home with them, but she refused to leave. It's not that she didn't believe too. It wasn't her doubt that kept her crying. But cold, intangible belief was not enough. Believing that he was resurrected wouldn't take away the pain of his absence. Jesus said, I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. I am going away and I am coming to you. Mary, remembering these words, refused to be comforted, refused to have peace until Jesus came back to her. Not even the angels could stop her tears. Woman, why are you weeping? They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni. While it was still dark, God was at work. While it was still dark, Jesus had risen from the grave. And while it was still dark in Mary's heart and soul, Jesus came back to her. And reunited with Him, Mary could finally celebrate resurrection. One of my friends posted a few days ago on Facebook that she had been crying every day in this coronavirus pandemic. Crying because of the sickness and death all around her. Crying because of all of those little losses that we're all enduring. Crying because she felt so alone and afraid. Crying sometimes not knowing why she was crying, but yet the tears came. And in more comments than I could read, other people kept saying, yeah, me too. Every day, me too. Some of those comments might have been yours. Pastors I know of all denominations all across the country have been debating with themselves and each other whether we could really separate, celebrate Easter this year. Can we really celebrate resurrection with those people that we love and the pews gone? It reminds me of an Easter Sunday when I was a new seminary grad and I was so nervous giving the announcements that I kind of went into autopilot and I was inviting the congregation to come and nail their prayers of confession and contrition and supplication to our Lenten cross that was covered in flowers just steps away from me. And our music minister got on the other mic and said, Drew, Jesus is risen. He is risen indeed. It's a funny and embarrassing story, but we could be forgiven for making the same mistake for a different reason today. It's not for a lack of faith. Our sadness like Mary's 
It's, it's simply a longing for a fullness of resurrection, a fullness we only find in relationship. I think we're so sad in these days because we so often find the risen Christ in each other. Jesus knows that pain we feel as we miss each other, but He encourages us to lift up our heads for the love we feel in relationship with each other is only a small measure of that love that, we, that God has for us. We can't forget the end of the story. We can't forget the last thing that Jesus says. Jesus tells Mary, do not hold on to me because I am not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, my God and your God. While Mary is trying to hold on to Jesus, the Father is still feeling the pain of Jesus' absence. The Father longs for Jesus to come back to His embrace. They must be reunited too. And that immeasurable love that the Father has for the Son and the Son has for the Spirit is ours to share. Jesus reminds Mary and us that, this is, that His Father is our Father and that His God is our God. And no matter how lonely you feel in these days, we don't have to be alone. You don't have to be alone because God longs to hold us just like a parent longs to hold a child. Just like the Father longed to hold Jesus. It may not feel like Easter, but the truth is that resurrection happens and resurrection still happens in our lives whether we feel like it or not. We can't stop the alleluias. While it was still dark, God raised Jesus from the dead. And while it is still dark, God is birthing something new in you and me and all of creation, whether we can see it or not. May we have the courage of Mary, defiantly waiting at the tomb for Jesus to come to us again. Waiting to be united, reunited with the living Christ in one another waiting with all of creation for God to take away the power of death for good, waiting for God to wipe the tear from all of our eyes. But may we weep not as those who have no hope, for we all know what God does while it's still dark. Hallelujah. Amen.